Hey, everyone. If you did not listen to this week's episode on divorce, I highly recommend checking that out. We're getting a lot of really positive feedback. And I also want to say thank you for your support of our new spinoff channel called BU and Business on Supercast. So if you're interested in checking that out, go over to BU, as in B-E-Y-O-U, dot Supercast, S-U-P-E-R-C-A-S-T, dot tech, T-E-C-H, B-U dot Supercast dot tech. All right, well, it will be a rare occurrence to hear me read a long introduction or bio for a guest. However, because of the topic, because of what's going to be unfolding in front of your ears for the next hour, I want you to feel safe and secure knowing that this woman is one of the best in the world at what she does. She is highly vetted, not just through me, but through someone named Christine Hassler. Christine will be on the podcast in the future, but she is one of the founders and creators of Elementum, the program I've told you about so many times that I'm in to become a master coach, a trauma-informed master coach. She also is my one-on-one coach that I just hired. She's married to Steph Sifandos, who was our relationship coach, who I've shared with you many times, and he's been a guest on the podcast. And I say that because Christine is in a class of her own. She is one of the most respected life coaches in the entire world decades and decades of experience, two master's degrees, and she is the one who led me to Erica Alora. She didn't just tell me about her. She said, I've worked with her very closely for years, and I highly recommend her, and that's all I needed to hear. So Erica Alora is an intuitive healer, a channel, and a transcendence coach, partnering people to experience not only unrecognizable transformation, but true transcendence. She draws on her extensive training and experience to incorporate multiple modalities, including psychic channeling, spiritual response therapy, past life clearing, and theta healing. Erica guides her clients to a lighter, clearer energy and a deepened connection to their own truth, wisdom, and intuition. She is a certified angel intuitive through Doreen Virtue a practitioner and certified consultant of spiritual response therapy, and a certified Theta Healing practitioner and instructor. Born and raised in northern Vermont, Erica was a psychic child, and she started studying metaphysics at age 13. She started offering tarot readings professionally at only 15. So what is transcendence? Transcendence comes from the Latin prefix trans, meaning beyond, and the word scandere, meaning to climb. When you achieve transcendence, you have gone beyond ordinary limitations. The word is often used to describe an awakening to an elevated state or a condition of moving beyond physical needs and realities. One of the ways to experience transcendence is to embark on an integrated healing and coaching journey with Erica. Together with Erica, you will create the experience of living and leading a life of true freedom that is beyond comprehension. So I am a client of Erica's. She has done sessions with two of my children and and more on the way. I've had three sessions with her and I am about to work one-on-one with her in a few months as a client. Erica is deeply passionate about holding the space and sifting through the elements her clients reject, repress, or fear about themselves. She does this discreetly and confidentially and without judgment transmuting that negative emotion into peace, 
understanding, and ultimately, acceptance. Guys, this woman is unbelievable. Please open your minds, open your hearts, and listen to the wisdom coming from Erica Alora. There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, everyone. Well, you heard the amazing intro of our guest today, Erica Alora, intuitive healer and new friend of mine. I'm so grateful, Erica, that you said yes. And as I said in the intro, you know, I've trusted you not just with readings for myself, but also my children, which means I really, really trust you. And now I'm, I'm so excited to have everyone in this community in well over 60 countries connect with you and learn from you and experience your wisdom and your gifts. It's it's just so fascinating to me and it's mind-blowing in a good way. And I am excited for you to just meet everybody, greet them, um, and then just let it unfold however it unfolds. Great. Well, thank you. And thank you for the trust. I appreciate it so much. And it's such a joy to work with you and your children and everyone else that I have the amazing privilege to work with. It's just so fulfilling and joyful for me. So I don't think there's anything better than feeling like you're doing exactly what you were put on earth to do. So it's just a tremendous experience. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. So how would you like to start? I know that when I've worked with you, you do these you know, you do clearings and you offered that to me. You said, hey, what if we did a clearing for all the listeners? And I was all about that and excited. Would you like to first introduce yourself and and explain maybe what these gifts are? I mean, we've got people coming from all kinds of places of thought. You know, we've got people listening who are probably nervous about this, you know, strong Christian faith who are uncomfortable or scared or feeling like they're wrong for listening. We've got people who are all about it and know a lot about what you do and others who maybe are curious. We have listeners in so many different countries who this is old hat for them. So would you, I guess I'll ask you, would you be willing to just kind of bring everybody up to speed on who you are and what are these gifts that you have and how does it all work before we do the clearing? Sure. So Yeah, I do call myself an intuitive healer. It's the best description that I've found so far. Really, my background is that I started always very, very fascinated with spirituality and spiritual healing. And and for me, 
intuitive healing really is working in partnership with the divine in order to bring about a change or transformation in someone's life. So whether or not someone is very spiritually connected or they feel like they have a very strong faith or very strong religion in their life, or if you feel like, eh, not really so much, I do some affirmations and I try to be a good person. It, it really, it doesn't matter because really we're working with concepts of love and faith and connection. And that faith doesn't necessarily have to extend to the divine, but it could just be a faith that there's some sort of a higher intelligence or higher wisdom out there that we all have the ability to connect in with. And as an intuitive healer, what I'm really doing in a session is I'm connecting with my client. I'm connecting with the eternal part of their being or their soul energy and also the non-physical team working with them. And so that may, uh, for some people, they like to say, oh, my guardian angels or my guides. In the work that I'm doing, we just refer to that team as your high self committee. And I'm working with you and your team. And what we're doing is looking at where in your being you are playing out limitation suffering or struggling or a pathway that's based in a limited awareness or a limited consciousness. And we're shifting that, bringing about a change so that you feel like you can end these cycles of suffering and struggling and invite a higher consciousness or a higher perspective into your experience and live in a different way relative to that subject. So for most people, there are one or two areas usually in their life where they feel like they struggle. So for some people, it's their health, other people, it's money, other people, it's love. And sometimes it's even sense of self or questioning their own worthiness. And whenever I've done a session for someone, regardless of their spiritual background or their religious beliefs, there are universal truths that always come through every session, which is that we are beings of love. We're loving in nature. We come from love. And that suffering and struggling is a very slow and arduous way of learning. So what we really want to do is transform suffering and struggling and self-limitation, even self-destruction, into awareness and into a shift in consciousness and then becomes a shift in action. That's really what spiritual healing is primarily. Does that make sense, Joe? It does. And, you know, I'm pretending I'm a listener here. And what do you mean when you say, you know, high self committee and you say beings? I start thinking, what is she talking about? Angels, ghosts, aliens? And I say that with all respect. It's just I know what some people are thinking and we have such an open-minded audience and a lot of us are conditioned. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to also, I don't want to judge that, right? Because some people, they would say, Jill, I'm not conditioned. It's just what I believe. So let me just take that word out. I mean, some people are conditioned and some people, it's just truly what they believe and they feel where they feel safe. And I'm certainly not asking anyone to believe what what you believe and what I have chosen to believe now through meeting you 
yet I want them to get a slice of the pie and just see if they want to take a taste. So how would you explain more in detail? Who is this committee exactly? And how are you accessing them? And how do I know that they're on my good side and they're on God's side and they're not on something bad side? It's a great question. So whenever I have read or researched anyone who has either had a near-death experience, or maybe they've actually died, crossed over, and come back um, and written about it. And there are several people where that's happened. There are also people like Dr. Michael Newton, who has done research with many, many, many patients in hypnosis, and they've gone back in between lives and looked at their experience when they crossed over before they came into physical body. And a lot of that information is, you'll see it's very consistent, very repetitive in that there's a, a hierarchy in spiritual realms. And the hierarchy in spiritual realms is related to levels of awareness. So we have some souls who are younger souls and are, are really learning and growing and working with real basic elements of what it means to be kind and what it means to be loving, what it means to be compassionate, that fear and anger and hatred are non-productive, limiting ways of being. And there are higher, more evolved souls. Some of them have come through our earth plane, of course. We have Jesus and Buddha, and there are lots of other amazing saints uh, throughout history who've come through with a different perspective, right? We would say, oh, they're a more evolved soul. Or it's just like that in spiritual realms. And there are some beings who choose to help us, who choose to be assigned to us to help our learning and growing. And they're continuing their evolution. And that is one pathway of service for them. And so that's the way I like to think of our high self committee. They're beings who have been assigned to us because they're helping us to learn and evolve and grow based on some of the themes and the challenges that we set out to work with before we incarnated. And some people Think of them the way that you would a guardian angel, meaning they're very loving, they're kind, they're being of service. Now, how do we know that they're like that? Because of the quality of the information that's given. And I really like to stress this to all my clients because I think that we should all work with whomever we're drawn to. However, you always want to listen to the quality of the information, meaning, If information that's coming through a reading or a healing or a session that you're receiving is fear-based or provokes a lot of fear and anxiety for you, chances are that that person or the information that's coming through isn't coming from a particularly high level of consciousness because the beings who are working with us who are rooted in love and wisdom and higher consciousness. And when I say higher consciousness, what I mean is a very expansive point of view, a very loving, connected energy, okay? Mm -hmm. So when you're in a situation where you're receiving information, you want to listen to the quality of the information. And this is an example that I really like to give. So the divine, God, spirit, creator, source, or your guardian angels or your high self committee would never say to you, 
don't go down that street. You're going to be raped. You're going to be mugged. You're going to be murdered, right? That would never come through as a message. What would come through as a message is, Jill, take a right. Go down that side of the street. Go down here. It would be a gentle and loving guidance based on what is really in alignment for you. Wouldn't be a fearful scare tactic. Or if you quit that job, you're going to be in ruin. There's going to be poverty. You're going to destroy your... That's not the type of message that would ever come through from the divine. It would always be a constructive, helpful, loving, supportive message or that flavor of information. And that's how we know. Now, the other way that I know is just because after repetition, after repetition, after repetition of working with clients and the quality of the information and the quality of guidance that comes through people's lives get better. So a source of evil would not be interested in helping your life get better, right? It would want to keep you in fear and paralysis and neediness. And in my practice, I really feel like the most important thing a healer can do is really empower clients to hone their own connection and their own intuition. So it's never about dependency or you better receive this type of healing or else you're doomed. That's nonsense, Mm -hmm. right? Because the divine will work with us through all people, places, and situations. But if you consciously choose to work with someone like me, this is just some stuff to be aware of. Yeah. And the way I look at it is, for example, let's say I want to get in really great shape. I can do all kinds of YouTube videos, free apps, and I can get in amazing shape and never hire anybody. And I also know that if I hire a friend of mine who owns a Pilates studio, I'm going to get specific help from her that I'm not going to get anywhere else. She's going to access muscles that I'm not going to access on my own. And you're like her to me, right? I don't need her but I go to her for an upgrade. It's like she's the whipped cream and sprinkles and cherry on top to a Sunday that I already have. Right. That's a great way of putting it. I love that. Yeah. And I wanted to say that because I say a lot on our on our podcast that what I've learned at least, and people can believe this or not, but what I believe is that I've learned that as I've been trying to grow so hard into the person I'm supposed to be, I was already that person. I know you told me that too. And that goes with this too. And I can also... Obviously, in my own interactions with you, you're not chasing me. You're not trying to get me as a client. You're not trying to get me booked. You're like, uh, I don't have sessions open for like three months. But, <laughs> you know, and so for those listening, I said in the intro why I, you know, I trust her because she was vetted through someone I highly trust. But then I now have experienced Erica and I fully trust her. And she would still say that doesn't mean you should trust me. You have to feel it in your own intuition. And we keep talking about building that muscle you know, building the intuition of yourself and not listening to others. So I want everyone to hear us say loud and clear that neither one of us is saying, well, because I believe Erica is talented and gifted and I I, and a gift to our family, then you should. I think while you're listening to this, you know, if she resonates or not. And Erica, when you talked about, you know, when I asked you the question about how do I know if you're coming from good, from love, from God, divine, and that answer while you were talking, something came to me that I've never shared with you. So maybe eight years ago or about nine years ago when I got divorced, a friend of mine who I really, really, really trust 
just because you trust a friend doesn't mean you should trust their advice when it comes to going to a healer. <laughs> Said to me, um, oh, you should go see this woman. A friend of mine went and it was so much fun. That was the key word I should have listened to. She did it for fun. You know me. I don't do stuff like that for fun. I'm very serious about it. So I didn't listen to my intuition. I was a different person back then. And I walked into this little beautiful crystal shop and whatever. I got a bad feeling as soon as I walked in. But guess what I told myself? Stop being afraid. This is your old Christian programming. You need to just be open-minded. When the psychic intuitive, I'm not sure, I think she used the word psychic, approached me, I didn't feel good. I sat down for the tarot card reading and the whole time we were doing it, something in me was saying, that's not true. That's not true. But she had the outfit and she had all the crystals and everyone said she was great and she owned this amazing store and who the hell was I? I don't even know about psychics. So I kept sitting there and sitting there and she's turned, oh, look at that card. Ooh, you know, and there was a lot of fear. Well, I was so smart that I went back for more. And then I went up, I went for a, a really deep, I don't know what it was, where we went into this room and she did this sort of Native American chanting. And I was attracted to that because I have that in my ancestry. And it was a beautiful, quote, ceremony, but it didn't feel good to me. I, as soon as I was alone in the room, I thought, I feel like something's going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're being silly, I told myself. So we had the experience. And then I opened my eyes and I looked at her and her eyes looked very scary to me. Her eyes changed. There was something about her eyes that I didn't like. And I said, why do your eyes look like that? I think that was my highest self. That was my freaking badass intuition saying, listen, bitch, you you don't know as much as you think you do because I'm on to you. But I didn't know it at the time. And I said, why do your eyes look like that? And she said, oh, my eyes look like that just because whatever you experienced, you're just seeing me differently. And I'm like, hmm. Well, I was so smart that then I also brought my daughter back and she had a reading and then she did that experience. And she's the one who, you know, is highly intuitive, gifted. And we left there and I said, what do you think? And she's like, yeah, I didn't like it and I'm never going back. So I was so smart that I went back a few times, like just for like to buy things. And one time I was in there for another card reading. And the man who I'm now married to, who is, you know, is the love of my life, who is the most amazing father to my children, the most devoted husband, my best friend. I definitely picked a winner, pulled up because he had to give me something. I can't, I really can't remember what it was. And she said, uh, no, 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 no. And I said, what are you talking about? I just looked out the window. Is that the guy you're dating? And I said, yes, no, I do not get a good feeling about this. Come with me. And then she started getting her pendulum and doing it. She's like, nope, let me ask again. Nope, let me ask a third time. No, and told me that it was what you just said. That is a bad decision. Do not go down that road. Right. And I walked away and realized that I would never, ever listen to anyone again, even if they told me they were gifted, because I knew in my heart I was making the right decision. And I didn't think about it till you just said what you said. I had that experience. And when I met you, what did I feel? Warm love. I just felt love and light and, and I felt open and safe, not just because of what my friend told me, but how I felt interacting with you. So just reiterating what you said. Yeah, it's a great point never to give your power away to someone, no matter what, really, no matter what you're doing, whether it's a doctor or whether it's a psychic or, or a healer, whomever it is, 
trust your intuition and let's reframe what intuition is, right? Intuition is something that we're all hardwired with. And from my perspective, our intuition is really like our inner telephone line to God or to the divine, to source. So when we feel like something's off, that energy comes through to let us know, hey, move in a different direction. This isn't right for you. So there, everyone is human. Everyone's doing the best they can. And there are a lot of people who just have had a lot of practice doing readings and they feel qualified to be a reader. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're connecting into the highest level of information. And it doesn't also mean that they've done their own inner work to know that they're neutral and clear on your behalf. And that's what is so vitally important, that the person's own personality, their own ego, their own beliefs, their own judgments are out of the way so that they can show up and be neutral and clear to deliver what comes through. And then you, as the recipient of that, get to decide what you want to hold on to and what you want to let go of. And I tell my clients all the time, whatever I say, take what resonates, what doesn't resonate, toss it out. It's You're not going to hurt my feelings. This is your session. You have to just go with what feels right to you and disregard the rest. And maybe in six months, there might be something about this piece of information that feels like it resonates. But for right now, if it doesn't resonate, toss it out. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that recently. I'm in the school called Elementum that Christine and Steph and Preston and Alexi created. And in there, they taught us how important it is as a coach. This isn't just, let's learn how to be a coach, which is kind of what I thought it was going to be. We're doing such deep work ourselves and going into the crevices of the basement of ourselves so that if we do decide to coach other people, as you said, we are sort of a clear, clean vessel. And and we're not, you know, taking on we're not allowing our own ego to affect what we share with the client. And I, I respect that so much. So will you explain what a clearing is before you do that? And then we can get into some juicy stuff. Yeah. So a clearing is when I connect in with someone's non-physical team and I do a channeled session, which a channeled session means that I'm kind of opening up like a little channel of information, like a little human radio. And I'm allowing that stream of consciousness and information to flow through my being in order to find out the types of themes or patterns, challenges or limitations that someone's running. And then the whole clearing or session is a process of research to find out where do these blocks come from? Does it come from the person's mom's lineage? Is it the father's ancestral lineage? Is this something that they've picked up just in their day-to-day life? Maybe when they were in grade school, there was a belief or perception that they picked up or formed about themselves that's creating a limitation. Sometimes it comes from experiences where we've seen something play out for someone else and it had such a strong impression on us. So a lot of what I'm doing is looking at where a person is holding unresolved negative or limiting emotional energy on a person, a situation, a subject that needs to be healed and resolved in order for them to let that go so that they can have a new experience. And that's really what a clearing is. So then how do you do that on a podcast 
with thousands and thousands of people? Like how, how is this going to work? So what happens is we set the intention that anyone who listens to this podcast, that we call forth their non-physical team and that through intention that their non-physical team starts working with them and helping and releasing any limiting energies just through our focus and our intention. That's all it is. It's really amazing. It sounds sort of weird, right? Because here we are, it's the two of us speaking. I'm going to do this clearing, but I'll tell you in different group experiences that I've had in different types of podcasts where I've been a guest, people have booked in with me and said, you know, I was listening to this conversation that you were having. And then when you did the clearing part, I thought, hmm, what's this going to be like? And they will tell me that they felt energies shifting and moving in their being. They felt lighter. Some people were drawn to, to tears. They just had a lot of emotions release. So I really believe that whenever we step into an experience, even as a listener, where we're open to receiving healing or awareness, it will come through. It will be done just through the openness. I really truly believe that the divine is always trying to work with us to help us. And that whenever we can just pause and be open to receiving that in whatever way is perfect for us, it will come through. Well, you've taught me that. And okay, let's go there for a second. So you know that when I met you, my biggest fear was that I would open up to something I don't want to open up to. And I always thought that like before I would pray, and I have to admit, I still do this a little bit. I'll say, I have to be very clear with my words to make sure I'm saying highest counsel. Is that the word she used? You know, God, Jesus, love, light, white, whatever I can think of that it's like, because I'm so afraid, right? This is my old fear, I know. So you've taught me that, that I can just ask. But I had an experience the other day that reminded me that I don't ask often enough. I mean, you've told me that they're always accessible. They're always here to help you because our limitation as humans is, well, they only are going to help us on the big stuff. Like if my kid's sick in the hospital, that's when I'll say something, right? And I've been programmed to believe that I don't pray for anything. I don't ask for anything. That's bad. I only pray for peace and love and for other people and for God's will. And I want to live in that center of God's will. And that's it. And use me however you want. I'm a vessel. I mean, that's how I talk to the divine every day, all the time. Yet I've realized too that that's me limiting, right? I'm limiting all this abundance that's accessible to me by saying, don't, okay, if God can do all those things, don't you think God wants you to have a good day? Don't you think God wants to help you find your keys? But I don't think like that. And I think most people listening don't think like that. So the other day, Erica, I was in my kitchen and I remembered that you said, Jill, you can ask him anytime. I'm like, oh, are you sure? I don't want to bother them. You know, so I actually couldn't find, it was so silly. It wasn't even important, but I couldn't find a clasp thing that I just ordered for these necklaces that I have. I had just set it down on the countertop in the kitchen and I was certain of it. It wasn't there. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to take a triple take. It's not there. And so I find myself in the kitchen and I actually asked for help to find this. And I felt bad about it because look, I didn't lose my wedding ring. It was this little $20 clasp thing, but I wanted to go to bed. I just wanted to hurry up and find it. I swear on everything you can swear on. I closed my eyes, I opened my eyes and it was right there. Now, it didn't just appear out of nowhere. Either it showed up and I didn't see it before or um, either it was there and I didn't see it before or it did show up. But I'm telling you, it was about 12 inches from my hand 
on these a stack of bills that we had and I thought I had looked there 10 times. Either way, I immediately found it as soon as I asked. And I personally believe it wasn't about the stupid clasp. It wasn't my angels saying, look, we just proved that we can find anything for you. To me, what it showed me is you're worthy of asking for anything. It's okay. I don't know. Tell me what you think about that. You know, there are infinite angels. There are so many beings that are always trying to help us. And think about it from their side. They can't really talk to us except through our intuition. They're always waiting to have an interaction to help us, to support us. And when we open ourselves up to start engaging them in dialogue, even with the little things, it's so joyful for them. These are the messages that I've always received. The other thing is, the more you start to build up that connection with the beings who are working with you, the guides, the guardian angels who are working with you, the more you start to get evidence through little things, the more you're going to trust when it comes to the big things, right? So we don't say to somebody, okay, you know, read this manual now. I want you to get in that car and drive it, right? No, we start with a little tricycle and we build up to a two wheels with the little training wheels. And that, so we build up in those ways. So why wouldn't we build up our connection, our communication, the honing of our intuition, asking for support with the little things in life? It brings such joy and it brings such alignment and excitement. And in terms of, you know, that fear of connecting with something negative, okay, you can't wake up in the morning and say, all right, I am only going to go through my day speaking and interacting with only the most positive people. You don't necessarily have a choice. And yes, it's true. You might go to Walmart and just sort of feel like there's a funky energy and feel like, you know, you, it's bringing down your level of feeling good. And you might even leave sometimes with a little headache, right? There might be some energy. You might go to a restaurant and just feel like, oh, I just don't feel like this is the best energy. I feel like there's some heaviness in here. But you always have the ability to then turn to the divine and say, hey, could somebody do a healing for this restaurant and raise the energy and download everybody with some love? You have the power to be a creator and shift what's going on around you or say a little blessing for everyone that their day be lighter and that they feel more joyful. And I'm telling you, just through that focus and alignment, it will be done. So we all have amazing capability. And so when we start with those little things and stop fearing lower consciousness of beings and instead choose to shift and step into our power as divine beings and ask for healing and love and support for others and for ourselves, we can transform our environment. I've been in line with my husband at Costco and felt like, man, there's a heavy vibe today in Costco. And there are long lines and people are stressed out. And I'll just say a little prayer, like, let's please just lift everyone's vibration. Let's go ahead and just ask that love be downloaded to everyone, laughter. 
and I will notice there's a shift. And a lot of times my husband will turn to me and say, what'd you do? What did you do? (laughs) Did you do something? Because everybody was so serious. And now people are joking with each other and laughing. We have the ability to be creators. We're not just here to work nine to five, take care of everybody, feed our bodies, and hopefully someday retire. We're here to be creators and learn how to move energy and create the life that we want. So why can't we create healing? We can. We just have to ask. Use our power as divine beings. And by power, I mean our alignment with love. Mm. Our alignment with love to set an intention that there be healing for others, for ourselves in the highest and best way. And that can include finding lost items. (laughs) So why not? That example of Costco, I was just thinking he like he's married to Bewitched, you know, <laughs> like that would be so cool. Everyone listens like, well, of course, she raised the consciousness at Costco. I'm sure, you know, all of a sudden snow was falling, but I'm not her. <laughs> but you are. And that's the message. You, We all have the same ability. It's just that you haven't tried it yet. Yeah. We haven't worked that muscle, as you said. And we haven't given ourselves permission to even believe that it's even there, let alone finding it, let alone working it. Do you, in clients that you've worked with, because I know you've worked with so many people, I have a guess, but I want you to tell me, are there certain faiths that are more open to this because in their faith, they think this way and certain faiths that are more closed off to what you're sharing? Because when you talk about beings, I know people, some people, some of my friends would be like, "Uh uh-uh, there's one being, Mm -mm." and it's just so much fear what have you experienced or what what is it that you know of, you know, of different, let's say, religions? Mm. What I've noticed is that regardless of religion, regardless of faith, that when people feel the truth in their being, they don't really care about the ideology behind Mm. it. So that's what I've noticed. I've had people walk into my office, throw their bag down and say, I don't believe in any of this crap. But yet here they are, right, standing in front of me for their appointment. And I'll just say, okay, that's great. Well, can you pause your skepticism just for this one hour? And let's just play a little bit, see what information comes through and, you know, what comes through for healing. And if you don't like any of this or if it seems like it's just not a fit for you, then don't worry about it. We'll let it go. I'll refund you and, and you never have to see me again. And they'll say, okay. And then we get going and an hour later, you know, they're crying and hugging me and saying, that was so amazing. I really appreciate your kindness and willingness to work with my previous grumpy self. So I just want to reiterate, there's no uh, religion or uh, philosophical background anything like that, where I found that people are, you know, this group is really closed off, this group's really open, it's all just individual. And I've always just found that when people hear the truth, they resonate with the truth, and they feel it in their own being, they feel it in their heart space. And even if it's a little bit different than information that they've been exposed to previously, there's always just a sense of res- resonating with what feels true and right. Mm-hmm. I get that. And I, I love that you've shared that because I, you know, I went to the negative, you know, when I was expecting a different answer. And I love that you said that because I'm not giving people enough credit. Mm. 
they feel that truth, as you said, and they may not be willing to say it out loud or go on social media and say, I spoke with Erica and I believe, but, but the, in their heart, they know it's safe and they know that it's okay. I mean, I, I have friends that won't even go to yoga if it's not holy yoga. Wow. Literally. Like if it's not Christian yoga, yoga is bad because you're opening yourself up to things you shouldn't be opening yourself up to. And meditation is bad because you're opening yourself up to, I mean, there, there are a lot of people that believe that way. I find that so interesting because don't you feel like there's nothing more powerful than God, than the creator? And that if we're really truly connected, why would we be vulnerable or open to forces of evil if we're coming from a place of true connection with love and the divine? Just like if we encounter a person who's really negative, I mean, that's really what those negative beings are. People say like, oh, negative spirits or demonic spirits or lower vibrating spirits. They're beings who have a lower consciousness and they're connected to fear or hatred or negativity. And we've seen lots of people in our day-to-day life, probably, or just in our comings and goings, right, as we're running errands, who might fit that description. And yet, you know, what's really necessary for us is to just stay in that vibration of love. Because when you're vibrating in this energy of love and knowing your connection to source, you're not worried about what's going on way down here, right? With sources of evil or negativity. Those are beings who are so disconnected from love and from the divine that power, control, manipulation, hatred, negativity becomes their power source. But it's just because they're so pinched off from love. So what should we do? Throw a lot of fear and negativity and more hatred their way? No. Send them love and move in the other direction. That's it. So it doesn't really make sense when you think about it, right? Just stay in connection with what you know to be right and true. Stay in a loving state as much as you can. I mean, we're human. I get grumpy, especially if I'm driving. But, you know, breathe, send people love, be compassionate with yourself. It's not about perfection. You know, when you were saying that, I I remembered that I said to a friend once who was being super kind and loving, and she just was like worried about me, right? I don't think you're going in a different direction. I don't know if we want to make sure you're going through the right, you know. And I said, here's the deal. First of all, we're all in different journeys. Thank you for the concern. And everything that I process, look at, experience goes through a filter of love. So I'm not worried about anything. Because if that's where I'm coming from and that's what I'm seeking, it's either going to bounce off of that, right? Or it's going to get washed through that. Like it's all going through, for me, that filter of God and love. So I'm using my own intuition because that's the intuition God gave me. Right. Right. It's, I think so many people, and I'm saying so many, but at least a certain number of people that I've encountered in the United States, especially of the Christian faith, have so much fear, Erica. There's so much fear that they can't even hear their own intuition. Mm. It's like they, they're, they're looking, listening for God's voice but not realizing that God's voice, in my opinion, lives inside of them. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole different podcast episode, probably. Yeah, no, that's such a great point, Joe. The other thing to keep in mind is 
I'm sure you've had experiences where you've just been in a grumpy mood and somebody you encounter someone and they're cheery and sunshiny and you just think like, Ugh, go away. Right. <laughs> well, it's the same thing when you're holding that vibration of just just even kindness or openness or compassion or love of self. And you're encountering whether it's a person or being out of physical body who's running a negative energy, you're just by nature repellent to one another. So it's really your fear that invites that stuff in. It's really your negativity because that's the like vibration. So a negative lower consciousness being isn't going to be drawn to somebody who is loving and kind. There's a kind of a weird old myth that that's circulating in the meta- metaphysical community and maybe even in, in spiritual religious organizations as well, that the more light-filled you are, the more you attract evil. And just through law of attraction, that's not even true. You don't. You're a completely different vibrational place than, than an energy that's very negative or hateful or spiteful or vengeful you're you're not even close in your proximity so it's really by holding fear that you're lowering your vibration to come into what we call vibrational resonance yes that That makes so much sense because we talk about vibration in this podcast we talk about Mm. law of attraction we talk about the fact that you know if your vibe is low that's what you're going to attract and but here's the interesting thing because i was taught what you just said what i was taught was it's called opposition in the christian faith it's called opposition and i would say that i would say i'm definitely i can i'm feeling spiritual attacks and i'm feeling opposition because i'm going for something big that i know is going to change the world and make things better and the bad energy which they call satan is going to attack me because Satan is here to steal, destroy, and kill, right? And that makes sense. That did make sense to me. Like, oh, I get it. So he, it sees that I'm ready to bring love and light. And he's like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, I want you. I don't want the love and light to have you. So I'm going to fight for you. And that's where they say spiritual warfare comes in. I didn't think we were going to talk about this, but what is your thought on that? The same? Yeah. So my thought is that when you have energies of believing that you have to fight evil, you attract in the fight. It's just an old belief. Get out of that belief. You don't have to fight evil. Stay focused on your mission. Let the divine handle that. Raise your vibration. It's like just saying, okay, I'm going to be a spiritual warrior. I'm going to fight all evil. Well, in order to do that, you have to invite that in. You're inviting that energy in through that ethos. Well, to be clear, I wasn't clear. To be clear, what they're teaching isn't that you go into like fight mode or I'm going to repel it. What they teach is what you just said. They say, all right, this is where you armor up. You pray up. Other people pray for you. You get your vibe up. They don't say vibe, right? But I, th- I think they're teaching the same thing now that I think about that you're saying. It's just the first part isn't matching where they believe in the spiritual warfare. They believe that the bigger, let's say Jill is getting ready to, to launch a podcast and it's going to, to inspire and help, which is what my intention is and bless and challenge and educate millions of women all over the world is what I say. Right. And I say it before every episode. Their belief is that by Jill doing that, then she'll probably come against opposition because the bad forces are saying, no, we don't want Jill to do that because she's going to help so much of the sort of the good cause. And if I hear you right, you're saying that even that thinking is low vibe thinking. 
It is. It's fear-based thinking on some level. Even though it feels, it makes you feel important, doesn't it? It makes you feel like you're an important target for evil. But what I'm saying is, just step out of that and go beyond that. So what's beyond that? I'm just going to be in a vibration of integrity and kindness and love. And I'm I'm not going to put my attention, my focus, or my direction into anything that's related to evil or anything of a lower consciousness. Because I know that when I'm in vibrational resonance with harmony and love and truth and light, that's all I have access Mm -hmm. to. That's what surrounds me. Yeah. So when all these things are, quote unquote, coming at me, what I say is, I don't even recognize that because by me even giving energy to that and saying it's anything is lowering my vibration and making me more like that. Yeah. The fear, I'm so glad we're saying this. I know that it may sound like I'm kind of harping on this, but I know people listening are like, oh man, this is good because a lot of people are not willing to have this conversation. I'm going to tell you right now, they're afraid to have this conversation that I'm getting it as you're telling me that by me even having that thought, I'm experiencing fear. Even if I say I'm not afraid, it's fear-based thinking, which is what I'm trying to repel and go beyond, which is just going to give that more energy and, and bring more of that. Instead, you're saying, don't even go there. Like, so I spill my coffee and I get sick the day before my podcast and something else happens. That doesn't mean anything. It's just things that are happening. Yeah. Or it's not that there's some source of evil trying to mess you up. It's that you have your own upper limit issue (laughs) stepping into your next level. And it's your own subconscious mind that's throwing up some blocks or resistance to really stepping in to your joy or your own empowerment or your next level of success. And I really feel like it's much, usually much more that that's coming up than it is that the source of evil feels threatened by your light trying to get you through making you knock your coffee over. Just put it out there, right? But it it does, uh, sometimes our mind does go that way. Something's trying to get me. And the other thing I want to say is if if you do have those moments, because we all have those moments, I've had those moments. And then you know what I do? I say, hey, could somebody just clear any lower vibrating energy around me so I can just be at peace? I'll ask my team to come in. Could somebody just raise the energy in here? Could somebody just bring some light into my space and help me relax a little bit? And I'll just take three deep breaths. I might turn on some music that makes me feel really good. I do something to shift my state. Because that shifts my vibration. It gets me back into alignment. And then I can just give myself, you know, just chuckle and say, you know what? Take it easy. Like, you're fine. No big deal. Things don't have to be perfect in order to prove that you're in alignment with the divine. All sorts of things happen. And we have a tendency to judge. To judge things that are happening as good or bad or I'm being punished or I'm being blessed, and now I have to be perfect. And we get we get crazy with it. Our mind sort of go really spirals out. So one step at a time, be in alignment with who you really are, what your dominant intention is. Breathe, relax, and just to be aware that if you start to feel nervous, that 
you've maybe attracted in something that feels less than good to you, you can either ask for that to be shifted out, ask for some healing, or you can just focus in the direction of what you're trying to bring in. And you can shift it really easily. Don't think that lower vibrating energy is more powerful than your ability to connect with love. Yeah, say that again. I, I needed to hear that a few years ago because I was so afraid. And I remember Violet, I've told you about Violet Spirit Healer. She said to me, hold on. You are the sage of this home. You decide. You are more powerful. Um, earlier, if the listeners and you heard me laugh out loud and you wondered why I was laughing, I mean, you were in the middle of talking and I literally laughed out loud. I was laughing at myself because it was, no one's on Zoom right now but us, but it was like, talking to wisdom. Like I said something and you just very calmly slapped me in the face. <laughs> like you very lovingly slapped me back into reality because I was like, yeah, and then what about this? And you're like, or it could just be. <laughs> and it felt so true when you said that because we make everything so complicated. And I also want to say to the those list, the Christian listeners, giving you some love here in this episode because I know this episode's not comfortable for you. That I, if you, I don't know if you're hearing this, but I hear Erica saying something. It's okay if you're saying things that are different, but I hear her saying something very similar to what you're saying. When she just said, if you feel that negativity, you can just call in. I know that that's what you do. You just call it something different. You just say, you pray to God, pray to the Lord, pray to Jesus. You do the same thing. It's just called something different. And so there's so much similarity here. It's really, I think the same, honestly. Right. It is. I'm just using more neutral language because I work with people from so many different faiths. Yeah. And some for some people, the word God is very trivial. Maybe they had a really bad experience in earlier in life. Um, some people prefer the word spirit. Some people like the word creator. I try to use more neutral language, but I'm talking about the same thing. I'm talking about God, the source of all, the creator, that energy that creates worlds and universes and us. And the thing that is different, though, because you know I don't mind saying the truth, the thing that is different, and this is where I I like being polarizing, because you're either going to be on the left or on the right with this, and that's okay. I am telling you where I am now, and that is that I agree with Erica, though, that the distinction between the Christian religion, Christian faith, and what we are talking about is that we're not talking fear. There's no fear in this language. And again, no offense. My experience over the years is that in the Christian faith, there's so much fear-based teaching and programming, and it's so heavy. And you'll even hear the saying, she's a good God-fearing woman, God-fearing man. And I used to believe that. And again, no judgment. But for me, I no longer believe that. I don't fear God on any level, in any realm, in any universe, in any lifetime. I just don't. Uh, but that's a, a distinction that a lot of people aren't willing to say out loud that I, I know is very different. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. So do you want to get to the juicy stuff now? Let's do it. Let's do a little clearing for the group. So this is, we're going to set this intention that we're bringing just some gentle healing in for everyone through intention. And healing does not come from the healer right? 
healing comes from source. But the healer is just sort of the mouthpiece for it. It's just sort of the person who's letting you know what's going on. And so what I'm going to do is start with a little prayer of intention. And then I'm going to connect in and just see what needs to be cleared for the group for this podcast. So I'm just going to take a moment and close my eyes take a breath and I just want to invite you to relax your body for a moment, close your eyes, take a breath. So I would like to call upon and invoke or bring forth the very highest vibration of source energy, which is love to step into this clearing. I'd like to ask that all of the beings, the guides, the guardian angels, our high self committees who are working with us come forward with ease that any negative or limiting themes, challenges, choices, or programs that need to be cleared, they're easily and effortlessly, and that I remain neutral and clear on behalf of anyone listening. And so it is. So I'm just going to ask to connect myself to listeners, high self committees, myself, listeners, high selves, or both, no one. So what's going on with the group consciousness of those listening? They're holding programs of rage, programs of exhaustion, programs of guilt, programs of abuse of themselves through judgment, and programs of indecision. So let's go ahead and release these because all we want to do is bring in some different qualities of loving energy to uplift and support you. We're not convincing anyone of anything. We just want you to have a loving, supportive experience. So now am I working with myself, listeners, myself, or both? Now both. No one has any blocks to receiving or benefiting from the session, the modality, or from me. So let's go ahead and just apply the prep to work list to me, my high self, listeners, their high selves. And that prep to work list is just a whole laundry list of things that automatically get cleared for all of us so that we can be in harmony with this source of love. So to what degree is everyone grounded and connected to their physical bodies and their lives? 100%. So let's look at everyone listening. Does anyone have any little openings, holes, rips, or tears in their energy field? Yeah, so what does that mean? It just means that you might have had an experience of insecurity or overwhelm or anger or frustration or feelings of suffering. And when we have those types of energy, sometimes they open up these little holes in our energy field. It just feels like we're not really grounded. So I'm sure you've had the experience of being sad or upset. You just don't feel grounded in your being. So we just want to go ahead and ask for healing to close any opening soul drips tears. And then any beings who are attached to anyone listening, we call those discarnates. Discarnate means just out of body, not connected to a physical body. So this could be somebody's Aunt Martha who's buzzing around in the spiritual realms and notices that you're running an energy of anger and she was kind of an angry person and now she feels drawn to you because you're running the same energy that was her dominant vibration. And so what we're going to do is take any beings like that, clear them and remove them. We want everybody grounded, harmonized, and aligned in their own being. No one has any openings, holds, rips, tears, no discarnate separate entities or attachments. 
nothing else we need to look at. So let's clear all of the bodies and minds that make up the soul. Make sure everybody's harmonized and aligned in their beings. Everybody who is connected, their non-physical teams are all what we would call at minimum size for maximum effect. It's perfect. So let's look at some of the programs or energies that need to be cleared. There's a program, an imprint of an energy of guilt that everyone is running. For most of you, this comes from either genetic lineage or just from your personalities, could come from being connected to groups around you. And so there's an energy here that if you're guilty or if you're running a lot of guilt, it must mean that you're a more kind or loving person. And actually, what it means is there's a lot of negativity and rejection of yourself. Because in order to run guilt, you have to be judging yourself. And that is not a positive or productive thing. We can be aware and make improvements. But when we sit in judgment of ourselves and run guilt, all we're doing is separating ourselves from our alignment with love and with connection and with change. So let's release that. What we want to do instead is bring in an energy of generosity toward ourselves and others. Let's bring in an energy of true involvement with love. Is there something else that this group consciousness is running? Yeah, they're running an energy of persecution of self. Now, how is that playing out? Persecution of self through running an energy of overwhelm or feeling overwhelmed all the time. Persecution of self through holding on to anxiety. Persecution of self through holding on to energies of worry. And so in essence, this is a block to faith. So can we clear this for listeners? Let's go ahead and release it. Now, anyone listening, do they have old vows or energies or beliefs that they need to be blocked or limited from their own power as a spiritual being, as a spark of the divine. Yeah, they're holding infinites and infinites and infinites of energies of believing that if they feel aligned and empowered and connected to the divine, that they might be persecuted by others, that somebody might come along and say, hey, who do you think you are, that you're all connected to the divine? So let's release that. Let's clear the fear of persecution. Is there anything else we need to clear or bring in? Yeah, let's download true empowerment. So this is empowerment through loving yourself, loving life, loving the source of good, bringing in acceptance, bringing in an energy of relaxation, relaxing into your empowerment. And and remember, by empowerment, we're talking about alignment with your authentic self, which is love and confidence and inner knowing and freedom. So let's bring that in. Is there anything else we need to clear or bring in for everyone listening? Yeah, let's download some supportiveness. A lot of listeners for this podcast believe that not only do they have to do everything by themselves for themselves, but they also have to do everything for others. So you have a block to receiving support. There's an energy here of defeat, anxiety, isolation, exhaustion, people-pleasing, which is creating a feeling of insanity for you, an energy of low self-esteem and moodiness, 
And then you're waiting for somebody like yourself to step up and say, hey, let me do something for you, except it's not happening. And that creates another level of rejection of self and resentment. So let's clear that pattern. Now, for many of you, this actually came from your genetic lineage on mother's side. So let's release that wound through mother's lineage that in order to be a kind, loving, supportive person, that you're not allowed to receive support. You have to do everything yourself because it's not true. It's just a belief. We all deserve to be supported. So let's clear blocks to success related to that. Clear everyone's blocks to self-esteem, comfort in their own physical bodies, releasing that anxiety. Let's bring in true happiness and energies of balance. Is there anything else we need to clear or bring in for everyone listening? Yeah. Let's revoke and release any hidden vows from any experience that you're holding. Sensitivity to other people's energy. And we want to clear the program called the desire to suffer. Let's clear any abdication of mental, emotional, or physical responsibility and any unwillingness to cooperate with source or love in order to bring about your highest good. Anything else we need to clear, bring in for anyone. Is there anything more to do? So let's go ahead and apply the mop-up list. So just like the prep to work list, the mop-up list is another list of things that automatically get cleared. We want to clear the nine stacks for everyone. Is there anything else we need to look at? Anything more to do? I want to thank everyone working with us, bringing forth light, releasing any darkness, limitation, or fear. And so it is. Yay! Mm. A little taste, just a little something. Oh, I'm so glad they got to experience that. I cannot wait. Please, guys, message me after you listen to this and let me know what you experienced while she was talking. So will you share with them why I was tearing up and why I was yawning so much when you were talking? So a lot of people I've noticed over the years, when they are processing healing, when they're receiving it, they will yawn. Um, energy, <laughs> she's yawning again, energy's moving through and they yawn. I had a really good friend. Um, she's passed away, but when she would work as a healer, she would yawn through the clearing work. It's like she's processing all that energy and that's how it was happening for her. It's always really interesting to me when that happens. Mm-hmm. What do you experience in your being when that's happening Curiosity. Well, it's interesting. The same thing, I noticed it with you. And then I noticed it also when I would was being coached by Steph, our relationship coach. And then when I got into Elementum, I noticed when we would get into our trios and coach each other. And I realized that what you're saying is true. We've learned that that's what happens. You're, you're releasing and processing energy. There's, there are, it, there's energy, feelings, emotions stuck in your body, and they need to come out, right? And it's, it's a way of healing and releasing. It's a releasing. And so some people, I tear up, I'm not crying. There's a difference. I'm not feeling emotional at all, but tears just start coming. And I do a lot of deep, 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 deep yawning like I'm going to do right now. Right. (laughs) It's good. You're letting us know that something's actually happening. Oh, yeah, I could feel it. So oh, I know we had you for an hour, but I don't want to let you go. I just have a couple more questions. Is that okay? I love it. Keep going. Okay. 
So as you know, I'm thinking of all the women out there who I've never met, and I hope I do one day get to see who these people are all over the world listening. What would you like to share with them about, I mean, what you were, what you were describing is something that I believe this podcast attracted those women because we're talking about what you just talked about. I didn't even describe my podcast to you, but that we are talking about learning how to remother yourself, to love yourself, to find yourself, to use your voice, to step into that and, and not apologize for it and to, you know, recognize old trauma and get rid of old patterns. I mean, we go really deep on this podcast and for women to be attracted to this, this podcast and listen week after week, they're a hundred percent moving toward that. And what you were saying resonates so much with me. And I'm wondering if because th- those are the struggles I've had, that's what causes me to share what I share on the podcast. So even women in countries I've never visited are energetically attracted to the same sort of wisdom and struggle at the same time. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, I think as women, we're taught that to prove our value and to prove our worthiness, we have to go above and beyond and take care of others and make sure that everyone in our life is happy and well-fed and well-clothed and everyone is getting their needs met. And when you're talking about children, absolutely. But when you're talking about other adults around you and you're taking on the responsibility of caring for everyone just to prove your value and your worthiness, it's exhausting. And so many women that I have the privilege of working with show up exhausted because they're trying to take care of everything and everyone. And they're at the very bottom of the list. And typically, we don't even really usually get to the bottom of the list because the list is packed. So the message is really, you are worthy and you are valuable doing nothing. You are worthy and you are valuable even when you're lying on the couch eating Cheetos. You <laughs> oh, yeah. I need a t-shirt with that on there. You are. Yeah. You're always worthy and valuable. That is your innate gift as a being, right? You have value, you have perspective, you have a point of attraction. And it's so important for us to learn to care for ourselves and to not exhaust ourselves trying to prove our value and our worth. It's just an old story that I believe has kept women down. It's kept us subservient. It's kept us disconnected from being creators. So I just want to invite everyone to lighten their load, lighten their list, and start to put themselves first because there's nothing more powerful than a well-rested, empowered, creative woman. And it's so important that we shift this wound and this old trauma as women because we can really show up in a new way and empower others. You can empower others around you just by your example. You don't have to preach anything. You don't have to say anything. Just shifting this one piece of I'm no longer going to try to prove my value to people in my life by waiting on them hand and foot 
and not letting them take responsibility for themselves. I think it is tremendous. That's really, I think, the most important thing. Yeah. And besides serving everyone else, so many women are even putting society ahead of themselves. You know, the expectations of what a woman's supposed to be, how a woman's supposed to look. Or for me, I stayed in a career two years too long because I was afraid of disappointing people. And you know that that was so draining for me. I I felt I had like PTSD. It's hard for me to even say PTSD, but the truth is I did. Like staying too long is traumatic to the soul. And I didn't belong there, but I, like a lot of women, wanted to be a good girl and wanted to do what other people wanted me to do. And I didn't matter. I was not even on the list, let alone at the end of the list. Yeah, I just think so many of us are doing that. And it's hard to get rid of that sort of program. You know, it's not easy. Yes, it's a step-by-step, moment-by-moment choice. It's all it is. It's just a choice that you make in each moment. So when people are used to you showing up in a, in a, in a way that, you know, this is, they've come to expect these things from you and you start to change, right? We have to sometimes deal with a little blowback, a little attitude, some guilt trips, some, you know, woe is me energy. And that's okay. It's just, that's the bait. Don't bite. And stay in your power and give everyone, every adult in your life, the freedom to care for themselves and decide what really works for you and what is draining you right now. What is exhausting you right now that you know you need to let go of, but you're afraid to do it. And you don't always have to do it alone. Get some support. Don't go to the hardware store for milk. Go to people in your life who are going to be supportive and you can talk to and that will say, you got, yes, let that go. You can do it and they'll help you or sit down with yourself and say, what else is possible for me? How do I let this go? How can I move forward? And it's okay for someone to be disappointed. It might sting for a moment, but you know what? They'll find another way to get their needs met. It just won't be through you. No one's going to crumble and and explode into a billion pieces, right? They'll figure it out. They're all adults. So it's time for you to be in alignment with yourself and to put your energy and vitality toward things that really give back to you and uplift your life. So I have a question that's a bit of a left turn, but it came to me as you were talking just because I'm curious. So when you're not channeling, like you and I are talking right now, are you someone who is what I would call an intuitive? So I could still ask you a question that my average friend, Mary, is probably not going to know the answer to. Or would you have to basically say, hold on a minute, let me sort of center myself and. Well, this is a great question in uh, continuation of what we were just talking about, because I used to be that person that friends, family, any, you know, acquaintances would call and say, hey, tell me what you get about this. What I realized was that to use my gift in that way and to focus and concentrate on receiving information for someone, it takes a lot. It takes energy. Mm. It takes a lot of alignment and energy and me stopping my day. And if I get three or four calls like that in the flow of my day, right, that's an energy drain. So that was a boundary that I had to set up. I had to say, okay, This is something that I do as a service in my work. 
And if I have a friend or a family member who wants information or wants a session like that, I'll say, yeah, let's book you in I love for an it. appointment. And I have a friends and family rate. Of course, if it's my mom, you know, no charge. Yeah. But, but still, right, we have to schedule in. Because that's being respectful of my time. Yeah, it's my, like my brother who's a physician and he goes to a cocktail party. He didn't want to go to a cocktail party because look right. at my bunion, look at my leg. Can you tell me about my blood work? I brought it. Let me go get it out of the car. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I just want to like drink my tequila and have fun. This used to happen for years to him. And yeah, oh, I can imagine. So that leads to my second question. For people, for those of us who are learning and listening along, when we feel like we get a hit, whatever the word is. Download is the word everyone's using now. That's what the cool kids say. I always tend to not use the cool words because, okay, Erica, I'm the person that if everyone's getting their hair cut a certain way, I don't. And if there's a certain trend, I'll only follow it if I genuinely like it. I'll try to do it when it's not popular because that's the rebel in me. But I also, if I try something new, let's say I want to try tennis. I'm not the person that will go out and get all the equipment and get the cute outfit. I'll feel like I have to earn it because you know I like to suffer. So I, I won't get the outfit because I don't deserve it. Hello, right? My husband's like, Jill, what are you thinking? Get all the shit. It motivates you. I'm like, nope, don't deserve it yet. After I've had like six lessons and I know what I'm doing, then I'll do it. Anyway, that leads to my next question. So, so how was that connected? Because my brain's weird. I said hit, download, and that caused me to think of that. So when, I, when we get some sort of intuitive hit, when we feel like we feel something, I'm talking to a friend at a party and I'm like, you know... How do we know? I think I know the answer, but I want to ask this on behalf of some of my friends here. How do we know if that's real? Because we're questioning everything about ourselves and not trusting ourselves ever and putting ourselves last. But I'm at a cocktail party and I swear I should ask my friend about her mom. But yet I dismiss it because what do I know? Like, I think the answer is within my question, but what would you like to say about that? I would say that if you have an intuitive hit to ask a question or reach out to someone, somebody keeps popping in your head, right? Go with it. Get the evidence. Follow the path. See if there's something there. In terms of like getting a hit about someone else's life and what's going to happen for them or whether or not they should date who they're dating or whether or not they should leave their husband or whether or not they should leave their job, then always preface that opinion with, this is my intuitive hit about your life, right? Because we all have friends that say, what do you think? This is my intuitive hit but you have to go with your intuition. So does my intuitive hit resonate with you or not so much? And just see, because there's a tendency when someone really develops their ability, their intuitive ability, that sometimes when you get some evidence that your intuition is right, they'll tend to volley that in terms of giving their advice and opinion about what everybody else should be doing, which can often not be helpful. So preface everything with this is what I get, but I'm just throwing it out there. If it doesn't resonate, you go with your intuition. There are a lot of times as a, as a reader or an intuitive where you will receive information from, for someone 
And it will not really be the highest truth, but it's coming through your little channel of consciousness because it's going to light a fire under that person's butt to do something different, to move in a different direction, to move in the direction that they're supposed to. So just because you're receiving information about somebody doesn't necessarily mean it's the highest truth. So be gentle about it. But in terms of, man, I just keep having this feeling like I need to buy bread. I feel like we're out of bread. Do it. See what happens. I have a client who she always tells me this intuition stuff is so helpful. (laughs) I went to the store. I, I just kept getting this hit that I didn't have enough dental floss. And she said, I know I have plenty of dental floss. But she said, okay, I'm just going to listen to the intuition. She got home, pulled her dental floss out of the drawer, pulled the dental floss, and it was only a little inch that came out. Oh, my out gosh. The end of the dental floss. She thought, this is so practical and helpful. <laughs> Be easy about it. Be playful about it. Not everything is serious and significant and dramatic. It could just Just, be dental floss. It's just dental floss. (laughs) Use your intuition. See what you get. Follow it and see what happens. Just play around with it. Use it as an experiment. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, just be careful about giving advice to others. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own internal compass. So what we think is right for someone may not necessarily be, even if we feel it through our through every cell of our body. And I was thinking more of like the conversation where, you know, I'm at a party and I just have this feeling I should ask about your mom, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why am I asking about my feeling is I should, because yeah. usually the friend goes, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. because something's going on with my mom and I I haven't talked about it with anybody or I just, I think so many of us females, we have forgotten about our intuition and how powerful it is. It's so powerful. I mean, you've taught me that. Like it's, it's more powerful than you can imagine. How is it that you're in in a store and you, you think you need to get dental floss? I mean, that's, that's powerful, right? Even though it's a little thing, that's freaking amazing. Like I'm noticing that all the time. And as you said, when you said you strengthen the muscle, mine is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So that leads me to the last question. It's not like the most epic question to end an episode on, but it came to me that I want to ask you to share all the different ways that the guides, the angels, the spiritual realm speak to people in ways like I'm seeing numbers all the time. It's like three or four times a day now. It'll be like 444, 111, 123. And, and I'm not looking for it. And I, I know that that's something. And then now that I'm seeing that more, and I know some of you listening are like, okay, Jill, you're going a little too far. Guess what? I'm going farther. Now my <laughs> husband's seeing the numbers. My husband, we always joke that my husband's chakras are all clogged up. And you're like, his chakras are not clogged up, Jill. He's supposed to be a grounding force for you. Leave him alone. Otherwise you would fly away. He's supposed to be like that. But he's like, Jill, I think I'm getting unclogged. I'm seeing numbers. And now we have a family text thread with all five of our kids. And it's always like, four, 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 two, 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 one, one, one. And, and others are like, wait, I'm not seeing them. What's wrong? And some of them are starting to see the numbers. And I believe that that's significant. What do you say about that? Or what are some other ways people can start not just trusting their gut, but also things maybe that they're seeing that they're not seeing? So before I answer that, I just want to say, don't wait for logic when it comes to your intuition. It's always a leap of faith. 
you know, that's an old male dominated thing. Everything has to be logical and make perfect sense. Let that go. It's about a leap of faith. It's about trusting the message you receive, taking a leap of faith, and then seeing what happens. So it's not about looking for logic, but I love that example. The divine, the energy of source, that energy of love will speak to us in whatever way we're willing to receive it, pay attention. It can be anything. I don't know about you, but I've had experiences where I've just sort of been driving, not thinking about anything in particular, radios on, all of a sudden one line of a song, just, it's almost like it's amplified. I'm not really listening. And then all of a sudden I hear this one line and it's like a message. Or I will be driving along and I'll see something that's written on a bumper sticker or something that's written on the side of a truck. And it's just, it's a message. It's like a perfect message for something that I've been thinking about or talking about. Um, I have set up for myself, I'll, I'll ask my guardian angels, hey, if you want to get my attention, will you show me a feather? Um, feather is something that exists in nature. It's it's easy, right, to, to see. It'll be around. They're out there floating around. I've opened the dishwasher before, and there's been a little tiny feather in the <gasps> dishwasher. Just really funny, crazy, weird. Okay, it, get out. This, no, I'm just, that, okay, I'm starting to do this. I'm going to decide what I want. Everybody listening, what do you want? What do you want these angels to show you? This is the Set coolest thing ever. Yes. Tell your angels, you know, show me a butterfly and you might see some, a little girl wearing a butterfly shirt, or you might see, it's going to pop out at you and it's going to feel significant in the moment. You'll get that kind of goosebump feeling of this is my message. And that's the, let me interrupt. Sorry. That is significant what you just said, because the skeptical linear thinking, logical husband is going to go, well, when you start seeing a yellow car, you're going to see yellow cars everywhere. But it's the feeling because I know what you mean. The other day I saw something on the back of a car for sake of time. I won't get into it, but I felt that it was significant. Now, if I said it on this podcast, many people would go, well, that means nothing. You could have made that up out of nowhere, but it's because I wasn't looking for it. And when I saw it, I knew what it meant. I got a feeling in my body. Right. If we heard the voice of the divine audibly, like we hear music coming out of the speaker, we all be freaked out. Right. So the divine, our guardian angels, they have to communicate with us in ways where we're open to receiving it. So expand the ways you're open to receiving it. Be playful about it. Be easy about it. Invite it in. It doesn't have to always just be through your intuition. It could be. So you might get that gut feeling that you need to reschedule an appointment. You might be going down the road. You might see a feather. You might have a feather hit your windshield. It's happened to me. You might hear a line in a song. You might just have the TV on in the background. And all of a sudden, just you're thinking about something else. And then all of a sudden, you hear a line. Somebody's saying something. And it just it feels like a message. It resonates with you. There are all sorts of ways that we can receive messages and guidance. Just be open about it. The other day, so there's a song that's a beautiful song, but it was played so much that it drives me crazy now. And it's Carrie Underwood, Jesus Take the Wheel. I mean, it's a beautiful song. I mean, if I hear that damn song again, I'm going to throw <laughs> something. And the other day, 
I was in my car and I was praying and talking to my angels as I do a lot. And I asked, what do you want me to hear right now? Like, I didn't mean on the radio. I just meant, what do you want me to to know? What is your message for me through the thing I'm experiencing today? That was a pretty big thing. And I'm literally surrendering. Just I'm following. What is it? Right. And I knew it would come when it was meant to come. About 10 minutes later, I decided to turn the music on. And I turn on Pandora, and I'm telling you, I don't have that song in my playlist. And Jesus Take the Wheel came on. At first, I almost hit fast forward. Like, I love you, Kira Underwood, but eh. I almost hit fast forward. And I, oh, shit. And I sat and I listened to every word of that song, and I cried like a baby. I mean, I had my hands off the wheel. I was praying. <laughs> I was, it was amazing. But I knew that's what God, universe, divine wanted me to hear in that moment because that was saying, surrender, let go, stop worrying. You can't control it. It's their life. Right. So yeah, those messages are everywhere if you look for them. That's right. Oh, thank you so much for this beautiful time together. I appreciate you so much. And I'm really looking forward to the everyone listening, experiencing this and hearing from them. And I believe that's going to happen. And I would love for you to just close out with, how can they find you and, and how do they get their own session with you? And what if they even want, I didn't know till recently, and you know, I'm going to do it is coaching like one-on-one. You even help people with their businesses and what are all the things that you offer? Thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation. I, I loved it. It was just so phenomenal. Anyone can reach me through my website, which is ericaalora.com. And I provide healing. And so it's a combination of healing and coaching typically, but it's all customized depending on what the person needs at the moment. So I'm not rigid. I just really open up and connect in and see what what they're really needing. Um, In August, August 15th, I'm opening up a membership site so that people can, if they aren't able to work with me or just doesn't work with their budget or their timing. They're able to come into this community where I'm going to be offering uh, weekly and monthly healings, sort of like what we did today, but a little bit deeper based on different themes. So that's another way that people can experience my work. Um, And I'm also always open to questions. So if anyone has questions about the work, don't be shy, feel free to reach out. I love to have any type of a dialogue around it. And I love your Instagram account. Um, what, what? Yeah, I do. You shared something the other day and I'm like, she is mortal. I forgot. <laughs> Believe me. so funny. I am so human. <laughs> it was it was the one about like not wanting to see people, but loving people or what. I mean, I told her, I'm like, am I a Virgo? Because I sure as hell sound like one. So how did they find you on Instagram? So it's um, Erica underscore Alora is my Instagram. With a K, E-R-I-K-A. Yep. And underscore, and my last name is A-L-A-U-R-A. So it's Alora, but with an A in the front. There you go. Erica Alora. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jill.